Welcome to the Outer Rim, episode 48. We're almost to 50. We're so close, I can taste it to 50. Mm. But we're, yeah, but we're also close to something else. And that is, we are about a week and a half away from Star Wars Celebration. Orlando 2017. I'm like, I put that in. Pretty excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, me too. I am so excited. I can barely hold it in now. I can barely hold it in. But before we start talking about all that cool stuff, let's get the introductions out of the way. Of course, I am your co host, Ashley Wilbanks, the one you've probably heard about on the internet so much because I'm just so popular. Or not. And as always, in Savannah, Georgia, you know, that little bitty town that nobody's ever heard of, Austin Gordy. Howdy. 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 Wow. I gotta, like, explain. I have to show the fact that I'm not in Atlanta. I'm in Savannah, so we're actually southern. (laughs) Howdy. (laughs) Speaking of Atlanta, did you hear about um, uh, I-85? Yeah, I did. Uh, I woke up to... uh, flames this morning on my tv yeah it's crazy like of it, course and now like all the people who are afraid to drive on bridges and stuff like that are you know they're justified this morning i'm like come on now this is a freak yeah. accident caused by a fire no yeah. but uh, they arrested three cats just a few minutes ago oh did they so they so it was it was started by somebody yeah they arrested three people good um at least at least that's what popped up on my my phone yeah, I wondered if it was if it was like arson or something. You know, I, I didn't I didn't know if it was something, you know, natural or like just some sort of an accident, whatever, like mechanical. Mm-hmm. But uh, all I know is that there was a big, big fire under the overpass on uh, mm-hmm. eighty five northbound and caused it to collapse. And I'm like, wow. As far as I know, nobody yeah. got hurt. I don't think. No. Okay. Good. But you know, with all those people driving in <laughs> to Orlando, you know, yeah. for celebration next week. It's, or the week after, it's going to affect your travel times. Yeah. Big time affect your travel times coming through Atlanta. We're so, all, me and, you, me and you and Candy are going to roll up in there. And <laughs> it's going to be like a ghost town. Like, what happened? <laughs> Everybody's jammed over everybody Atlanta, bro. <laughs> they're, they're stuck at I-85 in Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be horrible. Hey, but we'd get a lot of one-on-one time with a lot of people. I was going to say we'd be like first in line for a lot of stuff. But yeah, that that was pretty uh that was pretty bad. That's pretty yeah. bad. But other than that, how was your week, man? It's been great, dude. Um this past weekend basically uh, you know, we uh, just kind of went on adventures, you know, because we we stayed home. So we we went around to different places, you know, with book shopping and I I dragged candy to the flea market and um just, you know, all kinds of stuff. I found some pretty neat stuff that I ended up not buying, but there was mm-hmm. uh, there was a dude selling some Star Wars stuff there. But then I ended up going to a local toy shop anyways and picked me up some cool figures. Found me some, uh, got a Tatooine Stormtrooper Power of the Force. Mm-hmm. You know, in the black and orange box. I, I have one no, out yeah. of the box, but I didn't ever have one in the box. I got a Tarkin, you know, the green box, Power of the Force Tarkin, green box. Admiral Akbar and my favorite this is the main thing I've always been looking for and never found green box power of the force Ewoks wicket and low gray sweet yes how much you pay for them five dollars a piece 
No, well, that, ain't, that ain't too bad, yeah. No, not at all. Not bad. Um, see, when, you, when you're at the flea markets, though, and you're looking at Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. what do you think about, about, about your brother in Sandersville? <laughs> well, I always thought that like the stuff that I'm usually looking for is stuff you've already got. Because like, mainly I look nah. for Power of the Force stuff, and I don't really see any... Like I, I don't know if you're collecting like the ultra like retro seventies and eighties figures, but I hardly ever I if am. I see them, they're usually you know either priced really high or just you know they're kind of out of the box, whatever. Beat, buying glass beat cases. The crap. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Just keep me in mind next time you go to the flea market, man. I'll make sure I take plenty of pictures. But this guy, he um, he had some pretty cool stuff, some dolls and. Some figures and stuff like that. I just didn't have any cash on me, and he wasn't taking cards, so uh, it wasn't to be. I know I have my uh, my wife's cousin. When he goes flea market hunting, you know he he stays on the lookout, and he's always texting me images. <laughs> so uh, I got a cool. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but <clears throat> during Christmas the past couple of years, Walmart would have this. I don't know, maybe 16 or 20, maybe it's about two feet tall Yoda and Darth Vader stuffed figures, you know, and they have candy canes and stuff with them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're they're roughly 19 bucks and some change at Walmart, brand new. Mm -hmm. Well, he found uh, both Yoda and Darth Vader at a yard sale the other day with the (laughs) tag still on them. Wow. $5. $5? Yeah. Wow, that's really good. For both of them. Yeah. So I was like, pick them up for me, pal. This will look good during Christmas. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Can't beat that. But um, it sounds like you had a really good week, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was a good find. It was funny because I got that stuff and then turned around and I picked up a, uh, and I know this isn't the, the right podcast for it, but I did find a uh, OG 1993 Megazord from the Power Rangers that I picked up. It was, it was like an impulse buy, like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I want to drop this much money, but. It's like a holy grail from when I was a kid. So you know what? I grabbed that too. You need to be saving your money, pal. You're going to Orlando in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, trust me, we're we're set. We're ready. I'm I'm probably going to uh, spend some stupid amounts of money at celebration. Yeah, it's, I, it's I just finished up an eBay auction, or I, I I put up four different lots. Um, I'm up to four hundred and some odd dollars out of three of the lots, and one lot sold for a hundred and seventy-two, and they never paid. What? And it was it was a zero rated buyer, so it was Ugh. like they just registered March twenty fourth. So I'm like, Are you kidding me? Why even bid if you're not gonna pay for the thing? Now I'm gonna I'm end up having to relist it, you know, and it'll be after celebration. But I'm gonna try uh I've got a ton like just a crap load of stuff I could I could throw out there. I just hadn't had the time nor the want to do it. But I think Tonight, I mean tomorrow night, I'm gonna put up some some more stuff to try to get me a little extra spending money. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some news that hit today, some Star Wars celebration news. And I know people are, I'm, well, I, I say they're probably getting tired of us talking about Star Wars celebration, but it's just the biggest news ever, you know, or or at the moment. <laughs> but apparently, two more people have been added to the list of. Uh, celebrities attending the event one is wedge himself dennis lawson which i think this might be his first star wars celebration ever yeah i think that's what they listed it as yeah and another 
is Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen. That's going to be cool. But he's only going to be there one day. Let me guess, it's probably going to be on like Saturday or Sunday. No, it's Friday. Oh, okay. But what happened? But, but, but hear me out now. What happens Friday? What's the big event? The Last Jedi. Huh, let's put two and two together and wonder why he's there that day. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be interesting if uh, if that is the connection. Could he be Ghost Anakin in The Last Jedi? Oh, Lord, please don't say that because then somebody, there's going to be like a lone gunman in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gave your Dude, I'm actually out of hoping. my pocket. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually hoping he, it, that he's in it, you know, as Ghost Anakin. Yeah, I mean, you complete, know, how, if they, the as long as it's, you know, it's tasteful, like they, you know, they're able to, you know, really, like, connect, you know, the, the prequels with now, like, in that way. If they do it, you know, with, in a good way, then I'm, I'm totally down for it, you know, because you got to kind of have a, hope, a thread there. You know? I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping uh, Ewan McGregor's in it, too. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they'll get you and McGregor, know. and then they'll digitally put Alec Guinness's face over his, like Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One, and then there'll be a yeah. big to do because they will they'll do it and they won't tell him, and they'll be real angry. <laughs> hey, you know, who knows? That may be what they're planning on doing, and that's why Ewan McGregor may not be in the movie. <laughs> you never know. Plus, it's a ghost, so it's it's kind of iffy there. You know, they don't have to get it exactly perfect. But also, the it's funny that Dennis, this is Dennis Lawson's first mm-hmm. Star Wars celebration. After going on record, you know, he didn't want to be involved with that new Star Wars stuff. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, see, and I, and but, I really, you know, I really, you know, I love the character Wedge. And, you know, I have respect for the guy, you know, but he has kind of been sort of bitter about the whole thing, you know. You know, just basically after... After the series ended, and like you know, you hear the news about them trying to get him back, and he just didn't seem on it. He just kind of he's talked a little bit of smack, and I'm kind of like wary about him. You know what I'm saying? Does that does that kind of how you feel? Or yeah, I, I did feel that way, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he's part of the Last Jedi as well. I mean, it'd be cool if they would bring Wedge into this, you know, into the series. I mean. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, maybe he's just come around. He saw how big The Force Awakens was. <laughs> Ooh, was I can like, make me some money. <laughs> yeah, I need to come out of retirement. <laughs> Let's bring Wedge back. Hey, can I come to that Star Wars celebration thing? Maybe <laughs> charge get 60 money for bucks that? for my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, I just, I think it's too big of a dink. You know, I could be wrong. And this is just me speculating, but uh, I I kind of got a feeling that uh, he might be in this movie. You could be right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you never come into a celebration and then all of a sudden you're at this one. When they're going to show footage from The Last Jedi, up, you know, supposedly they're mm-hmm. going to do that. Uh, and, and hype it up with special guest stars. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, do you think that's valid, or am I just... Well, no, it, I mean, I wouldn't... My thing is, is I wouldn't count anything out. Um, yeah. You know, I don't expect them to pay that much fan service to the to the series at this point, but, mm-hmm. you know, it would be, be nice to be surprised. 
So I'm trying to go into it with an empty mind, like just to think, like, man, if they do pull that, I'll be like super happy. But I just don't want to mm-hmm. be like where I get myself in the mindset of where they better do it, because <laughs> then they're going to disappoint me and then I'm going to be angry. Like, which is never in this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, yeah, I, I can, I can see your point there, because you, you get it all built up in your mind and you you definitely be kind of miffed if that didn't happen. Mm. Yep. Uh oh well. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm hoping it happens. I'm hoping it happens. I'm not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but I hope Wedge is brought back, and, and especially because Carrie Fisher's not gonna be there anymore. Right. No, t- definitely. If he, if he pops up in the movie, I'm gonna be that guy in the theater that stands up and is like, "Woo, <laughs> Wedge!" <laughs> oh, golly! Bring me back the mixwing books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know how you are. Yeah. What, what was the name of that, that that book series? Which one, the X-Wing series? Yeah, the X-Wing series that yeah. you like. Yeah. 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 Listen yeah, at yeah. you. That you know that that what's that series called? <laughs> the the uh, X X-Wings. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Dude, speaking of books, I am giving Twilight Company a a second go. I'm trying it again. Yeah, I'm probably I'm gonna, gonna ha- I'll probably hit it up at some point because. I wanted to reread Tarkin and then reread Twilight yeah. Company. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably coming up. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try to power through it before Throne comes out. And and what I'm planning on doing is Throne comes out um, next week, maybe. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, next week. No, the week after. It comes out the Monday or the Tuesday before. Uh, okay. Celebration. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to buy the audio book for Throne and I'm on turn it on as soon as I leave my driveway for celebration you know so I will probably have it finished by the time I get back because nice. you're talking a good six hour drive there six hour drive back and you know those books are roughly 12-14 hours so I'm sure I'm sure I'll get it all in in, in that one trip uh, celebration I can't wait well, I was going to say, did you reveal who the other... Well, well, you said that Hayden and you said that uh, Dennis Lawson was going to be there, but I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but you see that Mark Hamill's going to be there. Yeah, I don't think we did talk about that, but yeah. I'm, I mean, we kind of knew that Mark Hamill was going to be there. Right. But, yeah, oh, and I was uh, surprised but, I mean, that, you know, like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar was going to be there. I was pretty excited about mm-hmm. that. Until I looked at the autograph prices, it was funny, like Freddie's like 60 bucks, so I'm on the fence, I may get his autograph, get like a Canaan mm-hmm. photo signed. But Sarah's like 150. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. You would think that they would they would just be like, you know, monkey see, monkey do. They just like, oh, are you doing 60? Okay, I'll do 60. She's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no sir. <laughs> she's Buffy, so yeah. that's where she she's got some extra clout there. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna get the crossover from that. Yeah. And but, uh, and I don't think Hayden is signing anything. He's just got photo ops. Who now? Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. Probably because of him just being there the one day or something. Maybe he's just he doesn't want to do that. So yeah, yeah he's just got the. I think he's got the singular photo op, and then he's doing a duel with Ian McDermott. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that would be cool, you know, Master and Apprentice. Yeah, but God, right man, there. Mark Hamill's like his is. What was it? One hundred and fifty? Two hundred and fifty? It was two, I believe. Yeah, I'm it's like, ridiculous. 
<laughs> and I want, you know, I want his autograph so bad, but good Lord, you know. You know, I, I, I'm thinking, man, why? I, I was trying to, I was talking with somebody the other day, not a Star Wars fan, but just sort of a pop culture fan in general. And we were talking about the prices of autographs and like, why are they so ridiculous? I mean, you would think at a clear cut Star Wars convention, you're, you're, you're trying to make the fans happy. You're, you're wanting to build that relationship with the fans. Why not make it free? True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, if you want to pay for the photo, I mean, the, the, the photo that they autograph, sure. Right. Charge 30 bucks. Right. But the, the opportunity to meet these people <clears throat> ought to be free. Do something like okay, you want to autograph? Okay, everybody, everybody cost forty bucks, but you know, ninety five percent of that goes to uh, the force, force for change, right. the, the the benefit that you know Lucasfilm usually donates to. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's just ridiculous. I guess some of these guys and gals make a living off of it. I, I mean. That's what they come to Celebration for is to make money off of their appearance. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, like, it's crazy. I don't I don't get why it's that high, you know. The only thing I can think of, the only thing I can think of is that you're going to have these no good flippers coming in and getting 15 bajillion things signed, knowing that it's not for them. They're just going to turn around as soon as they, after they shake Mark Hamill's hand, they turn around with their phone and start uploading all this stuff to eBay and getting top dollar for it. Right. You know? That's the only, th- and and by doing that, you get a, you get like the lines flooded with people who are trying to make money off of it and the legit fans don't get a chance to see the people that they want to see. That's the only reason, besides just being greedy, that they could possibly have for right. uh, charging. Yeah, I, was, I definitely, you know, like I take that into consideration. Like, I that's probably the main reason is they're just trying to beat out the the whatever you want to call the guys, the dealers or whatever that want to make a ton of money off of celebrations. But it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just because people will pay it, and I and I'm I think that's just crazy. You know, I'm not going to sit there and pay for an autograph like that. You know, and, I mean, yeah, if I'm a rich guy and I got money to burn, maybe. But you know, that's I could understand yeah. like get, paying for an autograph of a person who's passed away and they're no longer around. You know, it's going to drive that autograph up or whatever. People's going to want to sell it. <clears throat> I mean, it's still kind of dirty, but at the same time, it's like I get it because you, you'll that's the only way you're going to find that autograph. But yeah, it does spoil things for the fans because I you know I know I know that money has to be made but at the same time it's like whew, you know and there's some people that that's just their life they plan around it they save up they they know they're going to drop big bucks to get these autographs but i don't know i just can't justify it i mean it's to me 50 was pretty high you know to, to pay for like ray park's autograph but that's the, you know that's one that really means a lot to me so i'm gonna uh, you know I, f- I feel like that was my top dollar that's why i'm just kind of like on the fence about paying 60 bucks for one Although it is a decent yeah. price, you know, based off of who it is, 
at the same time, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, I could take that, I could take that sixty dollars and buy some actual merchandise with it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, sixty is my cutoff point, and that was with Billy D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, if there are available slots, you know, after Billy, after I go to Billy D, because I'm not pre-ordering anything else. But if right. there are available slots for certain people, like, nah, I'm. I might I might hit up Biggs, right? You know, I might hit up Wedge. I don't know. Yeah, if if they're available, I, I imagine though, since this is Wedge's first con Star Wars convention, his line is going to be ridiculous. I'd just be interested to see how he interacts with the fans. If this is his first yeah. time doing it, I wonder if it's going to be like you're going to see people running out of the autograph hall, like, oh my god, he's so mean. <laughs> yeah. Surely not, though. Surely not. Yeah, maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll be a cool, cool cat. I mean, you do know that's um, you and McGregor's uncle. So yeah, that's a pretty yeah. cool connection. So let, let's turn let's turn the page here for a second, and uh, let's talk about future films in the Star Wars franchise. So there's this little site called uh, Star Wars News Net, I believe, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they usually some or they somehow get like uh, lots of rumor information. Uh, th- people leaking stuff to them from the Star Wars sets. I don't know how they get their information, but they get interesting things. And a lot of the times, it turns out to be legit information. Mm-hmm. So they just had this big release of news, um, and it nothing really. Sp- Spoilery, so it doesn't reveal any plot whole. I mean, plot uh, devices or anything from any of the films. It's just kind of telling us about the rele- uh, upcoming releases and how Lucasfilm does business. And I don't know who wrote this article. I'm trying to trying to figure it out here. Probably got to scroll to the bottom of this long. A guy named Grant Davis. So thank you, Grant Davis, for writing this article. Um, but it, it, but it starts off saying, talking about, uh, Lucasfilm's creative process when they're, when they're coming up with ideas for future films and, and, uh, it says the creative process regarding the status of Star Wars projects across multiple mediums is said to be rather fluid in nature. Most titles that are being talked about right now are simple concepts that don't have particular talent or crew in mind. Um, and that is only talking about the anthology films, not the saga films, which he says are more rigid development processes. Right. So, uh, you know, I think they kind of have that nailed the, the saga films nailed down. Whereas the, uh, anthology films, rogue one, young Han Solo are, are sort of up in the air until they actually decide what they want to do. Um, and it says Lucasfilm doesn't just reveal that they're working on a specific movie until they're hundred percent sure what what it is they're going to do with it. Sort of like the anti Marvel. Marvel just says, "Okay, now we're going to do Ant Man, we're going to do Captain Marvel, we're going to do blah 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 blah," and they got twenty years worth of movies planned out and release dates with no title, no director, no actors, nothing. Just the idea that they want to do that. And it sounds like Lucasfilm is not in the business of, of doing that kind of stuff. They want to make sure everything's 
you know, there, ready to go. Uh, they say usually a bit of concept art and a rough outline of a concept is made prior to the actual pitch or outline. <clears throat> Lucasfilm's president, Kathleen Kennedy, she hears the pitch, which she subsequently discusses with the story group. And if everybody likes the idea, then uh, they take it to Walt Disney Company. They like it. Um, then that's when the development process actually starts for a film. Um, but if the pitch doesn't go the way they plan, um, or the project gets canceled, i.e. Josh Trank's anthology film, um, then the work that's already been done for that film or the concepts for that film doesn't get just totally trashed. <clears throat> it just gets put in a notebook somewhere or in a lock lockbox, and they can pull that out. You know, they they use those ideas later on for for other films or you know reinventing those films. Right. But here here's an here here's after he says that this is where they start talking about what's coming down the pipeline. And one of these films, I think, and and this site, StarWarsNewsNet.com, is pretty confident that is going to be announced at Star Wars Celebration. Um, and it says Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of Lucasfilm fully intend to make an Obi-Wan movie set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope with Ewan McGregor in tow. And he says, I want to emphasize that it's a movie, singular, not a trilogy, because there were rumors a couple of months ago about a Obi-Wan trilogy. And apparently that's not the case here. It's just one movie, which makes sense. I mean, do you, do you want to have a trilogy of movies with Obi-Wan in it between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope where he's not watching Luke, you know? Right, definitely. It's like... It's like you had one job, <laughs> and you went all over the galaxy. Um, and it says that the director for this film could be Gareth Edwards. Um, they say that Gareth is sort of taking a sabbatical right now, but he is coming back soon, or. And, or or he could be coming back for the beginning of this film, which they think might start shooting 2018 or 19. But the the one difference is the team of producers and writers will be different than those on Rogue One. And that the announcement of the film could be coming at Celebration Orlando. Uh, and he's saying that this possibility of the announcement is supported by the existence of a few materials that were made in conjunction with the event. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Isn't it Austin? Definitely. So what, what do you, what do you think about an Obi-Wan film? I mean, I think it would be great. I don't, I personally don't think it would work as a trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. plus I just feel like, you know, he was a big part and he was, you know, one of the major players in the, prequel trilogy and then he left a lasting impact in the you know in the original trilogy i 
I just don't see another Obi Wan. You know, he's like probably my most favorite character in the Star Wars universe. But at the same time, I just feel that probably one movie, like one really good movie, would, would do it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that would be. I think that would be pretty cool. Because I mean, Ewan McGregor was just such a great casting choice for that character. And I would love mm-hmm. to see, because I mean, he still seems like he's, you know, he's into it. He he still wants to do things with that character. And I, I feel like that's a cool thing in and of itself, because a lot of people are like, oh, I've done that. I don't want to have anything to do with Star Wars or whatever anymore. Yeah, I'm on to bigger and better things. But the fact that he's actually, you know, he's enthusiastic and interested in wanting to take that character further and, you know, further the bridge between him and Alec Guinness. I just think that's pretty cool. I, and I would definitely like to see what he'd do with it, playing an older Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he was such a, I'll tell you this much, because his, his character was so great in Revenge of the Sith, he was so into Master Kenobi by that point, you know, and I, and I just loved his enthusiasm. I loved his energy in the third movie, that to see the step beyond that would be really cool. And, you know, I don't know. They probably, I know for a fact they won't do this, but that book, Kenobi, I can't remember who wrote it. It was the same guy who wrote A New Dawn. It was, um, uh, uh, um, is it Miller? I'm trying to remember the, it's like, it's, it's John it's, Jackson Miller. John Jackson Miller. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah. um yeah, he wrote, uh, A New Dawn, which was, a, you know, it was a good book. I had to read it two times, you know, to really get, get my head around it like to really enjoy it but that second time through was way better than the first but i was like okay this guy is really cool i haven't read kenobi yet i was going to read it because i had found a copy um Mm -hmm. in hardback and i've got it and before i pulled it out i could start reading it it was when the new canon really flared up and then i just started getting sidetracked and getting busy with all these other ones and i put that on the back burner so that's probably going to be a one of my reads coming up you know like i'm i'm just wrapping up i've got like a couple of chapters left on uh courtship of princess leia and then i was going to take a break from that so i can get some other reading out of the way so probably i'll probably work on like kenobi and tarkin i'd even like to go back around i wanted to read darth plagueis again at some point yeah well i'll tell you kenobi is a good book yeah it it surprised me i heard it was like a really cool like it was like almost like a, a western the way it was written. Yes, very much. Yeah, that's cool. Very much so. Very much so. Um, and I know Lucasfilm won't take it verbatim, mm-hmm. but as we've seen in Star Wars Rebels, uh, they're not opposed to taking concepts and ideas from the Legends books and bringing them into the new canon. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe some of that, you know, rolls into an Obi-Wan movie. And if so... I think it will make an excellent movie. Um, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I um, like I really, like uh, I I love how this story group is because I'll tell you, it feels like it's like a group. If it, it feels like it's us or like a group of our friends that are getting to tell these stories because the way they're incorporating a lot of the stuff, like even though they had to cancel out the the old canon. You know, it's like they're making up for that, number one, with really good stories so far, but also, you know, they're trying their best, like all these little things they're pulling back over into the into the new canon to make it fresh again, like Thrawn and, you know, uh, just, you know, species like the like the Falling and the the Dathomiri witches and and just down to the technology, like the different ships and ship types and all that. I mean, I love how they they're 
taken the, those really cool ideas. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they come up, they bring in the, from the Jedi Academy trilogy, there was a ship, if you remember, called the Sun Crusher that basically could destroy hosts. It was basically, I, I kind of thought that they, they stole that idea in Force Awakens where, you know, you destroy a star and it wipes out the whole system. That's pretty much yeah. what the Sun mm-hmm. Crusher was. You fired this torpedo into the sun, to the, you know, the star of a, of a, system there like you know and they and it destroys everything not just a single planet but it was like the size of like a millennium falcon or smaller you know but it was almost indestructible i wouldn't be surprised if they Mm. brought that concept into the into the new canon somehow Hmm. i don't know to me at this point i'm I am Tired. overdosed on planet killers, <laughs> planet killing, solar system killing, you know, devices. Right. Let's. Uh, I'd rather you know take that that and well not use it again. Right. I mean, me personally, I think that when I say that, I, I don't know if they would ever do it for a movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, with Rebels or with some other, you know, like whatever future shows they have planned for it, which I I. Yeah, I've heard that they're that's something that they're going to be focusing on pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a concept like that, like that ship or something similar, pop up in the in the series and be like a maybe a, a driving plot point for a season or something like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really digging what they're doing. I just you know, and and, and speaking of Thrawn, I even heard that there's rumors that. That they they may connect Thrawn into the new movie trilogy too, so that would be pretty interesting. Oh, that would be that would be. Really I'm just I mean, all I'm I'd saying is I just it. heard rumor, and you know I don't want to say much, but um, <coughs> Benicio del Toro, <coughs> um, excuse me, I had a sneeze. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, but yeah, that'd be cool to see that at least see the the chis or the cheese species in you know in the other like in the movies and stuff like that would be really cool. Yeah. All right. Thrown. Thrown. Uh, well, l- l- continuing on with this article, <clears throat> the Obi-Wan movie is not the only thing coming down the pipe. Uh, we all remember Josh Trank's failed attempt at a Star Wars movie and how he, you know, conveniently got sick right before he was supposed to come out on stage at Celebration. What was that? 2000. 15? 2014? A couple of celebrations ago. It was Anaheim. Celebration Anaheim. 15. Yeah. Uh, And we all know how that went. Uh, It says, the site says, rest assured, the Bubba Fett movie is not dead. And it was kind of understood that Trank was doing a Bubba Fett movie. Hmm. He says, as far as I can tell, the movie will most likely not be an origin story. Thank goodness, because we already know Boba Fett's origin. Uh, it's not strictly a Boba Fett movie either, but a film about an ensemble of bounty hunters on an adventure. And it says it sounds as though Fett is just one important component to the movie as opposed to the central character. And see, um, I could almost see see like that, you know, almost um, like a Guardians of the Galaxy esque kind of movie, but maybe a little ooh. bit darker, you know, maybe just make it a little, a little yeah. more darker. But you know, playing around, or I mean, even if you mix, like you take like elements of Guardians of the Galaxy, and then maybe more of the tone of Suicide Squad, 
and kind of have that kind of a mixture, but and make it all bounty hunters. That would be pretty cool. You know, I mean, let's just say they had five, five bounty hunters in the film. Who, what five would you want to be? Would you want to see? And if it's, and if Boba Fett's one of them, that gives you four more, but you know, it's got to take place between, you know, revenge of the Sith and return of the Jedi. Right. I mean, me personally, you know, I'm going to be biased and say that at least, I mean, if, of course, Boba Fett's going to be in it, you know, but uh, you know, I would love to see IG 88, um, Dingar, Bosk, um, trying to think if there's anybody else that I really, well, you got one more that I really care about. This would this take place um, like before A New Hope, I guess, or not, not necessarily. It could take place during A New Hope or Empire, just b- before right. you know Fett's death and Return of the Jedi. Right? Who am I missing? Well, you got Forlom Zuckus. True, true. In that group, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, but but like the but really like Bosk, IG eighty eight, and Dingar were always like yeah. my three favorite, you know, like expanded universe bounty hunters besides Boba Fett. Like anytime mm-hmm. I see them, they just just kind of makes my heart happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine would be okay. Bosk is for some reason I don't know why, but I've always loved the character of Bosk ever since I I, I got the little action figure in 1980 you know i mean it's like cool it's, it's, it's a nostalgic kind of thing plus i mean he's a cool character yeah. he had a cool ship you know he had the houndstooth so right that was what yeah. it was called right the houndstooth yeah okay yeah so. so so i would say boba fett bosk definitely dingar cad bane Okay, so you would be pulling from the from Rebels yeah, and he's, Clone Wars. Okay, he, he's still alive unless you know they kill him off in some way we don't know about. Yeah, I mean he's yeah he's definitely as far as I know he's still alive. But yeah, I mean I, I Cad Bane yeah. definitely would be cool. I'm just I don't know if, like every time I think about the bounty hunters, I'm always like thinking of the old like the uh, original trilogy era. But he would be yeah. cool because he was a really cool new character. Yeah, and and then the fifth would be. It would be tough. I, I mean, I would like to see IG-88, but, you know, what about, what about that guy, what's his name, Kimbo with the big hat? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Is that his name, Kimbo? I, I think something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he had this huge hat, and he went chasing after Anakin one time in the Clone Wars. I remember he just jumped on it and slid on his hat you know he could throw it had a big dog with him i think he would be cool but you know two the fifth one could be some new made-up bounty hunter true for all i for all i care you know but definitely bosk you have to have bosk in there or i will be so mad that i will boycott the film no, I do that. <laughs> i'm on strike I would uh, really like for them so, to. I would like for them to bring in the fact that I know this sounds crazy and it's really like expanded universe type stuff, but they they, they brought in the style of ship. I mean the the Lando had a ship in the books called Lady Luck. Mm-hmm. It looked really cool, and they brought they brought that ship into the Clone Wars. I remember the bounty hunters got a hold of it and stuff like that, and I was like, "Hey, look, that's what Lando is supposed to fly later." <laughs> so that'd be cool to bring that into the. 
into the series. Oh, yeah. Or man, even if they uh, brought in like into the bounty hunters thing, what if they they you see like maybe Dash Rendar show up, you know, as sort of like maybe Ooh. some somebody they cross that's paths with hunting. or something. Or or that's who they're hunting. Or, or that too, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Look at you with your Shadows of the Empire knowledge. Listen, I love me some Shadows of the Empire. Hmm. Uh, the article goes on to say that the project is basically going to use the same pitch that it would have if Trank had directed it. A script was not even ready at the point where Trank would have talked about his movie at Celebration Anaheim. So it was Celebration Anaheim. Okay. He said the project has received further development thanks to Simon Kinberg's efforts. And uh, it goes on to say that the visual effects would be a big component for this film. So um, it could be one of the most visually stunning Star Wars films. If it ever, if it does actually come to fruition, nice. I'm all, I'm all over that. Mm-hmm. I'm all over that. All right, here's another one that I'm not all that excited about. <laughs> um, it says uh, the next Star Wars project is going to target the young adult audience and have slight romantic themes to it. Oh, give me a break! Are you kidding me? <laughs> says, said story is a tragedy. The love story, air quotes there, Angle has more in common with Han and Leia's romance in The Empire Strikes Back than anything else. Uh, This is the first major uh, step towards getting a woman to direct a Star Wars movie. Hey, I'm all cool with that. But but here's the thing. You want want to get a woman to direct a Star Wars movie. Why are you going... Why are you going to... Give them the most feminine movie to direct, you know. <laughs> why? Why's it got to be a, young, a, a a love movie? Why can't they direct the bounty hunter movie? Mm-hmm. I guess they really want to pull in that that young adult audience because it's so big, and it's it's crazy because you're gonna you're gonna get like what it's gonna be is they're they're thinking they're gonna pull in like and I, and I, I know I'm gonna get flagged for saying this, but they're gonna do this thinking they can pull in the young adult audience, you know, people that normally wouldn't be interested in Star Wars but love stuff like Hunger Games and Twilight and all that, and then they're, they're just gonna get like forty year old house moms. <laughs> they would normally say, "Go here, here's five dollars, go see a Star War." <laughs> they're gonna take that five dollars and go yeah. try to find them a star war and uh it's gonna be weird you know my thing is okay so they're making such a big deal about uh the woman directing the wonder woman film Mm -hmm. but again it's a woman directing a female film right why not give a woman the big boy pants on like something like a bounty hunter movie you know yeah, I mean, I mean that. It seems like that would generate more buzz than just a woman doing another love story. Movie. Right. I definitely feel like it would be something, you know. And it's, I'm sure it's just like they, you know, the the, you know, I, I could understand it being okay. Well, you know, who better to direct this than you know a woman? She would really know how to write a good female character and you know really come up with a good idea or something. I don't know, but but at the same time, it's. I agree with you. I'm like, we kind of marginalize women into only like, oh, well, they only can do this. And I feel like, you know, women can do, you know, female directors are out there and they're itching to do anything. You know, they're, 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 you know, there's some out there that will 
bring you probably some of the coolest action movies ever, you know, if you just give them a chance. Like, I mean, really, the person I think of the most is like Penelope Spheris back in the day. I mean, the woman was making like groundbreaking documentary films and then turned around and did like big budget Hollywood movies and family movies. So it's like people like her, you know, in her position are probably itching to make some really cool, like a bounty hunter Star Wars movie. So I, I agree with you, you know, get, give them an opportunity to do, do any of these movies. All right. So now that your fiance left the room, tell us how you really so, feel. Um, what I'm really wanting to say is, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I mean, really, I just, that's just how I always feel, you know, cause I always just, I get nowadays as I get older, I just roll my eyes when it's like, you just see people obviously going like, well, only a woman can do this, that, and, uh, or whatever. Men can only do this, that, and, you know, I'm like, you know what? Everybody can, people can surprise you. You know, people can do lots of different stuff. I'll tell you what I want to see. And this, and again, I know I'm just, you know, I'm just pulling at the, the old expanded universe, but I think what would be a real cool idea to get kids into the series, besides just the major Star Wars movies and like trying to do Rebels, would be like a young adult or like a, you know, like a, maybe from the ages of nine to 19 or something, but do like the Jedi Academy series where you focus, it's almost like Harry Potter, but you know, kids becoming Jedi Knights and, and, but they're doing it in this new day and age. Like this is like Luke Skywalker's, uh, school. And so you get to see them kind of become, you know, the new generation of Jedi Knights, of course, before they all get wiped out, still would like to see it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that would be really well, cool. Be, yeah. That could be really dark though. Well, especially when they get wiped out. Could be. We just, we just, but I guess Harry Potter was, we never see it when way. it happens. And then, of course, you know, there it'll be like the Clone Wars or like the, you know, when Anakin killed all the Jedi. It's like, oh, well, remember Darth Vader killed all the Jedi, but he didn't do it in one spot. Like, you think he wiped them out, and then there was a bunch of them that just got scattered. <laughs> and, and then we had mm-hmm. plenty of movies and TV shows to show all these Jedi that were in hiding, but not really in hiding. They were waving lightsabers around like crazy. <laughs> hmm. But um, but no, I, I just, I would like to see something like that. I mean, just just kind of tap into that audience and, and make kids think it's cool to learn to be a Jedi or kids that, yeah. I don't know, they go through, maybe maybe they even focus like in different aspects. Like you, you see three different storylines going on, like kids training to be a Jedi and kids training to be pilots for the, for the military. And then, you know, maybe kids who are, are like the next generation of smugglers that are going out on adventures with their fathers or something that, you know, like almost like a Han Solo type character that takes their kid around on different missions and stuff that they got, or like different jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just something like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, because, I mean, we need more Jedis in the United States. We do. You know that, right? We do. Now more Especially than in ever. South Carolina. Yeah, and especially Especially South Carolina. in South Carolina. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this, but recently... A uh, South Carolina man's stepdaughter attempted to attack him, and he reached for his trusty lightsaber to fend her off. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Uh, Kayla Knapp, 17, reportedly got into an argument with her stepfather uh, Thursday night and grabbed two kitchen knives to attack him. According to witnesses, she charged towards the man who had not been identified, attempting to cut him with the knives. However, her stepfather picked up his Star Wars-inspired toy. Really? A toy? 
and used it to bat her away. <laughs> Witnesses say he had to hit her with the lightsaber several t- several times to subdue her. <laughs> like each strike, it like slowed down a little bit. Like I'm just. Gonna... <laughs> He's like, "All right, girl, you strike me down, I'm become more powerful. You possibly imagine." <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh, and, and it has to be in the South too, you know. Of course, that's just that's just great. But hey, I mean, it's good because the, the guy's from the South and he's a Jedi now. Yeah. Uh, so those three movies should be coming out after 2019 because I think we already have kind of everything set up. Next year we got Young Han Solo in 2018, and then 2019 we have that final uh trilogy movie mm-hmm. and then it's kind of all up in the air after that but the the article's not finished it it goes on to give us even more information uh it says we're going to get information about han the han solo movie a lot earlier than we have for any other recently produced star wars movie um it said the movie is said to have something of a comic book pulp feel as well Nice. I'm wondering if that means that maybe uh, Star Wars Celebration could see some Han Solo footage. Maybe so. They have been filming since, since the beginning of February, late January, something like that. Huh. That's enough time to to put something together. Uh, there's also, uh, it seems to be a plan for a hiatus on Star Wars movies, a plan that will happen after a few years after the end of the sequel trilogy. And the reason is Star Wars on television is going to become a big focus over the next few years. Uh, the new series might be more in tune with the existing story arcs of the Star Wars saga instead of filling in gaps like the Clone Wars and Rebels have. And uh, Lucasfilm will want to deliberately starve the market of Star Wars movies for a time, which is probably a good idea. You don't want to saturate the market, you know. Right. Get people used to having a Star Wars movie every year and then cut it off for a couple of years, bring it back, and then, you know, you have that that uh, waiting in line for the first showing of the movie again kind of thing. All right. Wow, that went way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> well, I know that they, I know in the article too, I know just to wrap it up, I I know they're probably, I know I mentioned, or they mentioned that they were going to probably have a period of just rest, like where they would try to build up uh, a craving for Star Wars again, because they don't want to like oversaturate the market with Star Wars. So I'm sure after they get rid of the, they get out the, the new trilogy after that's finished, I'm sure they'll probably take a break and hopefully we'll see some other stuff. I would like for them to kind of exercise some of their other property like, um, Indiana Jones and Willow and stuff like that. So it'd be cool to maybe see some stuff do, you know, dealing with that. Yeah. Or something new too. You yeah. Know? You never know. Red tails, <laughs> the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. <clears throat> All right. That's going to wrap it up for uh, Outer Rim News Podcast, Episode 48. Any uh, any parting shots, Austin? Um, just everybody 
get you a ticket to celebration. Let's go party. Congratulations to Lego Star Wars, the Freemakers Adventures. You have four Emmy nominations. Ooh. Outstanding yeah, outstanding children's animated program, outstanding music direction and composition, outstanding casting for an animated series or special, and outstanding sound editing animation. So this is just an outstanding they series, can win all eh? four. What now? I said, so it's just an outstanding series all around, huh? It is a very it's, it's very cool. I need to watch it. Actually it's pretty fun. My kids watch it. Yeah, I've never so seen any of the Lego stuff, you know, on TV, so I need to check it out. All right, I think that's going to do it. So if you want to um, contact us between the shows, you can find us at our official website, OuterRimNews.com. You can uh, also find us on social media. Our Facebook page is at uh, Facebook.com slash OuterRimNews. You can find us on Twitter at OuterRimNews. Or Instagram, which we post, you know, pictures every day. Uh, Instagram.com slash Outer Rim News. And also, I know that we, you know, we bear our love of, of everything Star Wars here. But just a reminder, the podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is strictly for entertainment purposes. All the names, you know, Star Wars names and sounds that we use, they're all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. May the force be with you. Peace.